That is my favorite song ever. Makes me cry every time. I have a little story for you this morning to begin our lesson. This is a short story. There was a business executive who was deep in debt and could not, could not see any way out. Creditors were closing in on him. Suppliers were demanding payment. He sat on a park bench, head in his hands, wondering if anything could save his company from bankruptcy. Suddenly, an old man appeared before him. I can see something's troubling you, he said. The executive was so frustrated, he spilled his entire story to the old man. He ended by saying, I just don't have the strength to go on. I've lost my faith in everything. After listening to the executive's woes, the old man said, I believe I can help you. He asked the man his name, wrote out a check, and pushed it into the hands of the person sitting before him. Take this money. Meet me here exactly one year from today, and you can pay me back. Then the old man turned and disappeared as quickly as he showed up. The business executive saw in his hand a check for $500,000 signed by John D. Rockefeller, one of the richest men in the world at the time. I can erase my money worries in an instant, he realized. Then he had a thought. Instead of cashing the check, the executive decided to put the uncashed check in his safe. The strength of just knowing it was there and that he could go to it at any time gave him the faith he needed to try again. With renewed optimism, he negotiated better deals and extended terms of payment. He found creative ways to improve his products, and he closed several big sales. Within a few months, he was completely out of debt and making money again. Exactly one year later, he returned to the park with the uncashed check. At the agreed-upon time, the old man appeared. But just as the executive was about to hand him back the check that was originally written and share his success story, a nurse came running up and grabbed the old man. I'm so glad I caught him, she cried. I hope he hasn't been bothering you. He's always escaping from the rest home and telling people he's John D. Rockefeller. <laughs> as she led the old man away by the arm, the young man realized the moral of the story. Anything you believe in has the strength and power to change your life, real or not. So we open today talking about the power of strength. And if you're joining us for the first time, our co-founders are Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. And Charles Fillmore wrote a book called The Twelve Powers of Man. And in the 1800s, when he wrote it, you would write in the masculine. But this is the 12 powers of humankind. Over the last decade, that book has been rewritten and, and uh, contemporized, uh, per particularly through an author named John, um, Paul Hasselbeck, who, by the way, I had lunch with while I was in Unity Village last week. And he said to tell you guys all hello, and he's very excited about what we're doing here. So we're using his book and some of his ideas and certainly going back to the Fillmorean point of view to identify 12 powers in the body that exist within us that we use kind of as our tools for life. And we all have these, but we don't always activate them. It's kind of like, you know, we all have that junk drawer 
And there's a bunch of things in it. We're never quite sure where what we need is, but you can go in and dig through. I know somebody in here is saying, not me, I don't have a junk drawer. I have a junk drawer. I probably have two or three. So Charles Fillmore looked at the human body and he looked at these various qualities that he had identified and he chose colors and placement on the body so that you don't have your body full of junk ideas. You actually have a place to look for whatever that particular quality is. And the quality that we're studying this month is strength. So last month we covered faith, and faith was located at the pineal gland, at the center of the mind, and gave us a central point to begin from. And like every other system in the body, all of these actions and activities, all of these powers connect one with the other. So none of them are independent. They all interact, just like your heart has to inter interact with your breathing and your strength, all your body physical form. All of these things work together. So Charles Fillmore placed the strength, the power of strength at the low of the back, right about here on your back. And it's fascinating to me because I have to go find out why. Why would you put strength there? What is the, what is the point? So I had to go and do some anatomy research and find out what's located here. What is it that's here in the small of your back that would give you a reason to place power there? So I don't know if he thought the same thing I did, because he doesn't tell us. Nothing in his teachings tell us why he placed these things here. But I did a little research, and what I found out was that right at the small of your back, at the top of your kidneys, right about here are two little tiny organs, and they're a matching set, and they're called your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands are in charge of your fight and flight ability. Your adrenal, adrenal glands create adrenaline. They also create cortisol, and cortisol helps us to manage stress by managing our sugar levels and all kinds of things, um, our potassium levels, things that would allow our body to respond strong and powerfully. There's also a huge nerve bundle that comes right down your spine in that area and the top of your hips, which is one of the strongest bone structures in your body. So I think those things probably have something to do with it. He colored the, the, that center spring green, light, pale, spring green, specifically called it spring green. And I think that's very interesting because I think one of the most powerful things that happens in nature happens at the beginning of spring. Right now, if you go outside, everything is still. The grass is not growing. The trees have called all of their sap down to the roots. They're creating nothing. They're in stasis, aren't they? Everything is quiet. And somewhere between now and May, something shifts from stillness to momentum, from quiet to movement. And if you've ever tried to move something that's still, it, you know, think about going out and pushing your car from where it's parked right now. It takes a tremendous amount of strength to move something from its stillness. 
So we move into spring and everything that is birthed comes in in this color, doesn't it? It comes in very pastel, pastel green, very pale. And I think about how much energy it takes, how much strength it takes for a seedling to crack through the shell of whatever is holding it and to push through the dirt toward the warm sun all the way up. It's so tiny, teeny, tiny, frail, strong, powerful, amazing life bursting forth. So these things make sense to me. They make sense to me why it would be this color. Because this is a powerful, powerful energy. The energy of strength. Sheer, pure strength. I am strong enough to do what it is I believe I can do. And if you think of that tiny little seedling, if you've ever planted seeds, you know, actually planted them and watched them come up, they are as fine as your hair. They are frail little tiny things that if you looked at them yourself, you might judge them as terribly, incredibly weak. Couldn't possibly do much of anything. How am I going to get a, you know, corn out of this thing? But the strength that is there is amazing. And the strength that is with you, within you is the same. It's the same. And so why does that little plant make it? Because it knows it can it was born to do that. It has an inner knowing that allows it to do what it needs to do. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about strength. We're talking about something inside of you that absolutely comes forward from a knowing so deep. It doesn't start here. It starts inside. It's the strength that allows you to take your first breath. You don't have to know why. It's nature. <laughs> You breathe. It's the strength that allows your body to beat on and on and on and on every single day, all day, all night. You have amazing, incredible strength. Strength you didn't even know you had. And so I want to talk today about your strength of mind. There are a lot of different kinds of strength that we can talk about. There's the physical strength of your body and your spiritual conviction and your spiritual strength. And there is your emotional strength. But I want to talk about the power of your mind, the strength that it takes to manage it. So many times we find ourselves trying to make a decision and struggling in that process. There was a, a disciple who... Uh, was following a master, and he was very frustrated. He had been given several tasks to do, and he was trying to prioritize, trying to figure out which task should I do now. And he went back to the master, and he said, I'm, I just can't figure this out. I'm really frustrated. I'm thinking I should do this for this reason and this for this reason, and I'm so busy thinking about it, I can't decide what I should do first. And the master said, excuse me, tell me about that ring on your finger. Where did that come from? And he said, oh, well, my father gave that to me right before he died. He wore it his whole life. And the master said, can I see it for a minute? And he took it off and handed it to the master. And the master threw it out into a field. And the disciple looked at him with shock and dismay. And the, 
the master said, what are you going to do now? And he said, well, I have to go out there and find that ring because you threw it out in the field. And he said, the master said, well, then you've answered your question. Identify what is most important to you and do that first. So often we look on the outside to find out what our next action should be. So often we put our focus away rather than coming to the inside. And our strength is here. Our, our faith is here. Our intuition is here. Our will is here. Our imagination. All of these tools that we have exist inside of us. And we have the ability to make very wise choices for our life when we take care of this vessel that we walk around in. Because when it's well-tuned, when it's in good shape, it gives us the guidance we need. That disciple didn't have to question what was most important to him. He knew. Do you think he knew here or here? Absolutely in the pit of his stomach, didn't he? He knew what to do next. When we listen to our body, we are able to apply that discipline, we are able to determine what direction we should go, what, what we should do. And an interesting thing about strength is that it requires flexibility. It's another thing I like about the fact that Fillmore placed strength here. Because if you can't move your waist, you can't do much with the top of your body. You can lift your arms and you can, you know, turn around. But you can't do much if you don't have the flexibility to move and to turn. All of that comes from the center of your body, where we place strength. Strength requires flexibility. Charles Fillmore said, I reserve the right to change my mind. We have to, in order to be strong in our life, reserve the right to change our mind. To change it from negative thinking to positive thinking. To change it from a choice here that no longer serves us to another choice. To change it from anger to forgiveness. We have to be flexible in our strength. Because a tree that doesn't bend breaks. When there's any stress. And this whole part of your body. These adrenal glands and this ability to be flexible. Speak to our ability to deal with the stress in life, how we will deal with it, what we will do, how we'll move and flow and bend and change. So we think of strength as something very firm and solid, but in actuality, it's very flexible. It allows for movement. And when we're disciplining the mind, we have a tendency to be very firm I'm not going to think a negative thought again. <laughs> not going to do it. I'm strong enough not to do it. So we let ourselves down. Changing our mind is a process. So when we think something, when we're using our strength of mind to go from black mentality to the mentality of abundance, it's not a black and white process for most of us. For most of us, it's a process of catching ourselves and intentionally thinking different. Man, there's not enough ketchup. Oh, I got 52 cents. I can go buy ketchup. I can go to McDonald's and get it off the counter. <laughs> <You know? laughs> there is ketchup in the world for me. 
All I have to do is go find it. We have an abundance of ketchup, don't we? If we really wanted ketchup. It's a simple example, but it's powerful and important that we first have a negative thought and then choose something different. My body is not doing well. My body is healing each and every day. I am walking well. Maybe my stomach hurts, but I'm walking well. I'm thinking clearly. I'm still breathing. My body is doing many things very well. And given strength and faith, it will heal itself over time. These ways of thinking make a difference. And our mental strength changes everything. The construct that our thoughts are things can change everything. From our very youngest age, there was a little girl at preschool. And she was the last child to leave. And she, it had been snowing, much like it has been here. And she searched everywhere for her boots. And she had three teachers working with her, and her boots were nowhere. Everything that she found was not right. One pair of boots was left when all of the children had left the classroom. One pair of boots. And she went to the teacher, three years old, and says, those are not my boots. And the teacher said, are you sure? We've looked everywhere. We can't find any of them, any other boots. And she said, I'm sure. Mine had snow on them. What we believe creates our truth. What we choose to do with this mind does not necessarily change what's happening outside of us. It changes what's happening inside of us. Our adrenal system responds to what we believe. If we believe we're in danger, it gives us plenty of adrenaline so that we can fight or flight. Fight or flee, I guess is more correct, isn't it? If we see what's coming and we look at it with clear eyes, we can decide whether we need to do either one of those things. But if we're in reactionary state and we believe we're in threat, our body moves right through creating the hormones necessary. And you know, our bodies don't know a lot about emotions. Our bodies simply follow commands. So a lot of the same things happen in your body when you're anxious and excited about something that happen when you're scared and afraid. Your body does a lot of the same hormonal work. So our thoughts control this. The executive we talked about changed his mind. He didn't put a dime in the bank. He simply thought someone who had lots of money had faith in him. And so he had enough Strength to go back and do something different. Charles Fillmore assigned disciples to each of these centers that we talked about. And he assigned Peter to faith. And he assigned Andrew to strength. Peter and Andrew were brothers. They were partners in all that they did. They were fishermen and they fished together. They worked together in the same way faith and strength work together. By our faith, we are strong enough to do something. By faith, that little sprout has the ability to reach for the sun. Something inside of it says it's going to be okay. It doesn't know yet. It's not 
birthed yet. But some level of faith inside of it allows it to make that journey up to the warmth. Our executives saw that. Some sense of faith in him allowed him to find his strength. So we talked all last month about faith. And what I'd like you to do right now is just close your eyes. Find a comfortable place in your chair and just breathe. Notice your breath and slowly and gently allow your focus to turn. Allow your focus to turn to the center of your mind, to the pineal gland. That very center, not attached to the brain, but sitting right in the center of your head. And notice that blue light, cobalt blue. You may see it or sense it or feel it. Just know that it's there. This is your faith center. And as you breathe, allow your faith to breathe with you, to gently expand. Moving through your body, notice how that light moves up and out from your crown and down and travels through your body. And allow it to travel down your spine. Electric blue faith. Reaching down gently, easily, all the way to the small of your back. And notice how when it arrives there, a beautiful bright green gem begins to glow. Notice that color of spring awakening at the small of your back as your adrenal glands bathe in that light. As they are healed and rested and made whole so that they serve your body totally, completely, perfectly. And allow that light to expand, that soft green light to expand all the way through your pelvis, all the way out. And notice how it surrounds your body. And as it breathes with you and begins to fill all the cells that you are, notice how it dances with the flickering blue of your faith, those two things working together so that your body knows, has faith that it is supported and healed as this green energy moves through you, healing all that you are, bringing grace and light and strength to your form. And allow that soft green to travel back up the spine, to embrace your mind, to hold you in a place of peace, just like if you were that seedling who finally broke through to the warm sun, reach into the peace and the warmth of that wholeness. And notice how gentle and strong you are. How flexible, how easily you move in the breeze. How perfectly your strength balances with your faith. And when you're ready, gently, easily open your eyes.
strength is a powerful, powerful gift. You know where to find it now. You understand that it works with your faith. This week, I want you to practice the strength of a flexible mind. To ask yourself, when you think you know something, if it's really what you know, or if you just want to believe that. Is this really true? Could my truth be changed? How would I change my truth and who would benefit if I did? Am I safe enough and flexible enough in the world to change my mind? Play in that this week. And next week we'll talk more about strength. Today I have some quotes for you on this topic. Charles Fillmore said, the one and only formative power given to man is thought. By his thinking, he not only makes character, but body and affairs. For as he thinketh within himself, so is he. Maya Angelou said, nothing can dim the light that shines from within. Bruce Lee said, empty your mind, be formless shapeless like water. Now you can put water into a cup and it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle and it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Anthony St. Martin in his book, Divine Living, The Essential Guide to Your True Destiny says this, you are one thing only. You are a divine being, an all-powerful creator. You are a deity in jeans and a t-shirt, and within you dwells the infinite wisdom of the ages and the sacred creative force of all that is, all that will be, all that ever was. <laughs>